Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Welcome back, creators. You have found the Sketch Magazine podcast. I am John Wilson, the online editor of Sketch Magazine on Comic Related, and I am joined this evening by Bill Nichols, editor of Sketch Magazine and the online editor of the Sketch Magazine website, and publisher Bob Hickey. And we are going to talk tonight about building your own smaller version of Image Comics and how it could help you build a platform from which to do print-on-demand and digital release. Um, Bob, this is your idea, so uh, kindly explain. <laughs> well, hey, guys, it's good to get back together again. Um, the, the conversations come up in the, over the past... Wait a minute, I hit a button. Uh, <laughs> um, over the past few weeks, because we've released skystormstudios.com, uh, we've got some books back in print. Uh, we're releasing digital issues. The store went live last week at uh, Skystorm. And we've uh, um, released uh, Parts Unknown by Bo Smith and Brad Gorby. And it's going to be a project that we're putting a, a, uh, either a Kickstarter or a release on, on our final issue. And, and a lot of things are happening. And so it's been brought up in conversation can you build a mini image comics type of deal where you're bringing in creators and, and these really have to be sort of an established creators, whether online or in print under the umbrella in Skystorm, And would they benefit from yours and the other creators readers? And would you as a studio benefit from theirs? And it's sort of been a debate and I thought, well, let's take it to a podcast and see what happens and see what we think. And, Roll with it. So I'm going to roll it over to Bill. Hey, well, um, as you know, I've, I've been uh, doing Comics Mentor more regularly lately, yes. almost on a daily basis. And one of the things that, yeah, shock. Shocking. Uh, one of the things that I've talked to and talked at different times, every month we do the, um, the comic book get-together um, and part of that is about uh, getting together with other people and creating uh, or uh, recharging your creative battery, that kind of thing. But also in that, I've formed like an associate, you know, with a friendship with Scotty Watson and, and all that. But um, I've got a, another post in draft, I guess, that uh, it's about it's sort of taking this idea to uh, addressing this. And getting together with other people, and like you said, established creators are, um, for this essential idea, at least the start, is a must. Because those people bring in uh, their audiences, which may not be uh, yours at this moment. So it's sort of like having two sets of friends on Facebook, like you and I have 
thousands of, of people on on our friends list, but mm-hmm. you know, to in total, there's even more because there are some people who are you know exclusive to you, mm-hmm. exclusive to me at this point. Well, I've noticed uh, like I think combined we have like seventeen hundred. So that means right. total, we're looking at almost well over five, going on to six thousand. Because you've got three thousand something, I got three thousand something, and yeah. and so totally, when we share, we're we're now on about six thousand. So right. yeah, it so. definitely benefits that way. We think we played around with it a little bit, but we, truthfully, there's been a few things we've done to see if it even sparks any cells, and it hasn't yet. Right, and it, and because other people have have uh, their settings on, uh, you know, have so many people on their friends list or or whatever, they may not see it. Right. That's you know, I'm, I know we're sort of getting away on the subject, <laughs> but or I am, but uh, by by having using the, those ex- examples as um, you know subsets and subsets of our, of our friends list, using that. As a uh, microcosm, use these big words because I'm really tired. I'm just throwing stuff out there. All right. Uh, using that as a as a creative studio and another creative studio or entity or individual, um, and and even more, having several associations of people who are coming together, who are working toward a mutual goal, uh, each bringing something to the uh, the mixing pot so to speak, and each benefiting because you are then exposed to the other people's or the other studios or whatever, their uh, fan base or their interest base. And other people may discover your stuff and because you are um, a creative person, people from another uh, studio who are fans of another book or whatever may come to know yours and like yours because sometimes it's just a matter. It's not that they don't like it or they, they, uh, they just may not even be aware or they just may not have, um, uh, had enough exposure to it. You know, maybe they didn't see it like we were saying. Um, so that it just sort of brings, um, opportunity and creative, uh, input and energy into the mix. And it's, a um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Well, I can see, and uh, if you brought in a creator who has a uh, superhero fan base, and the mm-hmm. studio has a superhero title, I can see them maybe, oh, well, he's there now. Maybe I'll check out and see what else they have. Um, I just don't know if people's really buying off the net yet as much as we'd like to think on print on demand what are you hearing out there john because honestly we're not doing a whole lot and i know we just launched well we've been talking about this for a year and i just i don't see a whole lot going on i don't think people really get the concept that much yet i mean people are really starting to embrace um, the same day digital books that the main, uh, you know, DC and Marvel and all those guys are putting out. Right. 
that that is that is getting fairly heavily embraced. Um, the pr- I think the print on demand aspect just hasn't reached that level of uh, recognition yet, like it has with with the digital copies. Mm-hmm. I don't think people quite get the the idea they can ask for a book and it will actually come to them. Right. Um, you know, in in paper form, mm-hmm. you know. Um, sort of akin to uh, back in the day subscriptions where people would, and I guess some people still do, uh, get books through the mail. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but, but that that's that was a very small subset of the comic buying public. So, um, I don't think, you know, I haven't heard of a lot of, uh, people even talking about print on demand other than, you know, what we've talked about here. Uh, it's just kind of a, still kind of an alien concept, I think, to most people. Well, so, I mean, digitally, it seems to be catching on, like you said. Right, right. Um, it's and, but it's comicology. It's the one that seems to be doing most of it. Right. And I just, you know, um, my experience is drive-through. We've moved some copies through there. Um, mm-hmm. My digital comic, I think, is the name of it. Maybe a couple there. And I know each of these are sort of still trying to build their audience, and they can only do so much for one person because they're, you know, they've got right. tons, but. It seems like the, the the darling is a uh, comicology, and I know I have not been a fan of theirs because of their lex- lack of professionalism towards the small publishers. Um, I did get an email from them a few weeks ago saying that things are looking good, it's coming together, we'll be getting back with you guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, that well. was two years in coming. That email. Yeah. So. Well, you know, Comicology has been embraced so heavily because they're the one that's making all the noise. Uh, well, they're the ones who got who picked up the Marvel and DC, and and, and right. don't get me wrong, they've invested tons of time and manpower into creating and getting a mass amount of digital comics to market. Mm-hmm. But there's, I don't know. That's another subject. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So. You know, it really comes down to can can you build an audience? I guess basically without going through a comic shop, without going through Diamond, can you build an audience? Because being a previous comic store owner, it's hard to carry everything. You guys know you've been in comic shops and ran them. Mm-hmm. So how do you build that audience for your work? When, when you know the comic shops can't afford, and, and it really comes down, they just can't afford to support you. Ideas? Well, I think you have to have that. One way to do it is you've got to have the one big name in your studio, as big a name as you can get in your particular studio. And I think that person will feed everything else. But... There's only a core of those that 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 right, are money. Right, yeah. You know, there's only a core of the of the uh, Scotty Watsons and the Adam Hughes's and the 
and Jay Scott Campbell's that will that right. store owners will look out and go, oh, I don't care who he's with, well, you guy, know, yeah. he's shotguns, whatever, whatever. Okay, we'll carry his stuff, you know. So how how do you not off the shelf because those guys aren't listening to this podcast, right? The guys like us who's out there beating their heads against the wall trying to make it, or how how can we conglomerate? And, and I don't mean I'm not looking for people to work with me. Don't get me wrong, but I'm mm-hmm. saying can you core together with a group of creators that you travel with, or you do shows with, or something like that, and unify? Instead of having six studio sites online and six different websites and six different stores and six different avenues, is it worth you to put together a one and having all your projects under them? And I'm not saying, well, one guy's boss, unless he's funding it all. He still ain't boss over your stuff, but it's, can you build a readership that way? I think you can, but you have to hump. I mean, you just have to get out there and... And hit the cons, hit every, God. you know, hit every opportunity to be somewhere you can, whether you think it's your kind of show or not. Okay. Go to it, and you've got to keep promoting and promoting and making noise. On the flip side of that, I've gone to cons, and you guys have seen me. I've been pumped up and handed out cards and talked to people and sell very, very, very little product. Move very little how why why is it because the market don't want it the market buys it from stores what do you have to do to get them to want your project and that's where i come back around to if you unify and you have a little bit and they have a little bit and they have a little bit and they have a little bit now you've got four little bits together that might buy from you instead of, you know, being individually. It's, it, right. it gets frustrating. I got real frustrating in the end of this year because I would go to shows and I could sell some prints and, and the Claysway stuff sells itself because it's all ages, but the comic stuff, no, not, not at all. Hmm. <laughs> uh. I'm well, you know, I have there. to fall back on how much do they know about well, it. Okay, I go back to how do I tell them? I know, I know, I got comic related out there. That's right. it, guys. As far as making noise for an independent, and I, I don't right. know what the readership, fan base, or hits are um, related, um, right. and how much of the industry actually go to the internet for news. The overall, if if you were to pull a convention, people through the door, how many of those people actually go to the internet to find out about projects? I would say a lot. Do you really? Actually, I think a lot of people live on the internet. I think it's just that they have to, or you have to find where they are, or you have to get them to come to you. That's the ticket. Yeah, you need to get them to come to you in some way through, you know, advertising, through blowing the hell out of Facebook, uh, through, you know, word of mouth, through, you know, all these things. Um, um, you know, you just need, you have to be kind of a pain. Yeah. 
to get and, but we've all be, we've all been involved in seeing those pains and we're like roll our eyes oh my gosh here we go again well so you gotta have yeah, a good balance I mean, yeah you gotta have a good balance you gotta have a good personality too i mean people will people will embrace a a talented nice you know a semi-talented nice person Long before they'll embrace an extremely talented jackass, <laughs> you know, they'll just uh, pe- people like to be treated respectfully and intelligently, and you know, not talked down to. Uh, you know, you need to kind of to use current analogy. You need to be more Leonard and less Sheldon yeah. from The Big Bang Theory. You know. Um, it's, but it's, it's a hard thing. It's a, it's a terribly hard thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people have to find out the hard way. This business isn't for, for, uh, weak willed people. You have to, uh, you have to take a lot of reject, be able to take a lot of rejection. You have to be able to take hours behind the table and not one person even looking your direction, you right. know, um, and you still have to go out there with the will to self-promote. No, there's a lot that we need to talk on podcasts about uh, table presence and con presence and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we have in yeah, the past, true. but I still see it. Yeah. That is, is most important. Yeah. And, and I go to shows and sometimes I'm just burnt and we'll sit there. And then sometimes I'll go to shows and I just I get energized, can't even sit down. DerbyCon, this past DerbyCon, man, I was pumped. Uh, yeah. And it was because, truthfully, I was tired. I was afraid if I sit down, I'd fall asleep. <laughs> but you know it's still that show i i i don't know so let's get back to bringing people in building what we're calling a mini image because image brings multiple creators and publishers under their umbrella and um of course they get a fee for that um do you think you look at similar projects so you're hitting on one readership base or do you go out and you outreach for a superhero, a fantasy, a western, a detective, a noir? What what are you looking to build so that you're bringing possible readers in from all corners? Hmm. I got good questions tonight, guys. I've been thinking about this. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. You've actually been playing. Um, I think most importantly, you look for good stories and good art. Okay. You look for stuff that's going to grab people. Um, which, of course, the art, the cover has to be the first thing that's going to grab somebody. But um, I don't know if it's really necessary to have, you, you know, um, have all superhero-like characters, which Image did in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to look back, Image started com- almost completely superhero no, it's because all the guys were doing superhero based books we're doing superheroes yeah mm-hmm. and and then it, you know it slowly but surely bled away from that and now it'd be fairly hard to find a superhero with image really so if it ain't coming you know, out of a the studio ones that have always been there yeah that have always been there um but yeah i think that's that's really the only way to go and you have to you have to grab people you have to have those images up and around you, you know, you can't expect someone to look down 
right at the table right you've got to have things up in their eye line you got to have things that are provocative and interesting and you know mm -hmm. that make people want to walk towards you and you know we could we could get in this whole discussion about displays and you know all that other stuff but uh really i think ultimately that's what you have to have um i don't know that genre matching is necessarily all that important or maybe not matching so you bring it from different... or maybe not matching yeah yeah because yeah, you know um and we've seen it a lot um that you know you may be the superhero person but the person that you're with your significant other or your friend or whatever could be a sci-fi fantasy person mm -hmm. and you know um one person always ends up disappointed right at the table unless you have something eclectic right going on yeah. well i've i've and you guys have seen this i have a uh, star star wars print that i sell um i did mm -hmm. it a couple years ago as a painting for my brother um i have used that at shows to draw people to the table um, sometimes I sell them print or not, but every time I've been able to hand them postcards, trading cards, or something from the studio. So, right. you know, sometimes you've got to do that kind of stuff to uh, just get them to stop. And there, you only get one thing. So I'm thinking about possibly, I'm, I'm going to experiment this coming year, and I'll share it and sketch and everything. You know, that type of thing. Do you do you have a, do you do a, um, Bay piece, a in a Bay piece, maybe Wonder Woman, uh, Poison Ivy, somebody like that, uh, a Spider Man, a Batman, and and put those prints or whatever you're doing out front, get them to stop. When they stop, answer the questions, and turn around and say, "Have you heard of my studio?" and hand them a card and say, "These are projects I'm doing." Right. I mean, is that is that a technique you use? And we're sort of getting off subject, but we're covering multiple things here because. If you had multiple people at different shows, another thing about bringing people to shows is you get exposure. You should get exposure at every show, whether you're there or not, if they're another artist. Because, like with Skystorm, I carry parts and own stuff to every show. Um, mm -hmm. Once Ashley Dust is back in print, I'll have Ashley Dust. Those creators sometimes are with me, sometimes, most of the time, not. But they're getting exposure at the shows. By having their product there, so that's another benefit from having multiple creators and multiple projects underneath right. your umbrella. And you want to, right? And you want to, you want everybody to be, everybody involved to be involved. That's uh, that cooperation between creators or studios or whatever titles. Uh, it can't just be one person carrying the weight and. The, if you're looking at, at people that you are going to associate with under this umbrella, that's really what you have to look at is how you, like I say, you don't want to carry other people um, so that you are shouldering you know, the, um, the responsibility of everything. I know people who, who do that, and I've, I've seen that in action sometimes, but because uh, because one person just has the fire and they really want to do it, but eventually that fire could burn out because 
so much of the onus is on that person or on that you know that one little section of the if you have maybe four titles from four different uh, creators or groups or or whatever one title might be you know the sort of the anchor just like the person may be sort of the anchor of the group and everybody else is like well you know they're good you know I, I I think that's that that when you're looking at the people that you're going to associate with um, it may be all, all four it may it may be um, four different genres but I think if you have that enthusiasm with four enthusiastic creators who who really are studios or whatever again that believe in in what they're doing and love what they're doing and want the best for everybody involved and recognize that that is uh, as Chuck says and and other people Chuck Moore has said we all rise together kind of thing um, that it is a cooperative effort and by building and building each other you're laying the foundation for what comes on comes comes up next month next con next con season your whole next year of uh, creating titles and, and comics and uh, if everybody's in it together and pulling together then you can uh, if you, especially if you believe in, in, in your fellow creators books then that enthusiasm can help your, help their sales or help get their books noticed whereas um, if all you're doing is just pushing yours out of the four or six or you know three or whatever you know whatever number insert number here um, if again if it's, a, it's if, if it is a um, a cooperative thing with like-minded people mm-hmm. uh, even with divergent interest uh, that you know that part doesn't matter as much as uh, sometimes your energy that's involved your creative energy your one person may be a really good salesman and that they sort of fall in that role but um, if that happens then um, those other people have to find a you know where they are strong and it becomes a team it becomes um, very much a team and that's it has to be a team okay yeah. I'm I'm no, keep on going not no, I was, um, was going to add to that. I think if you're going to w- work together and be a studio, that's, you know, you have to be a studio. You should know each other's elevator pitch backwards and forwards. And for people who don't know what an elevator pitch is, that's uh, that's what you tell someone when they come up and ask about your book, uh, a few-sentence description of what your story is about. Uh, you know, I think it... I think if you're honestly going to work together, you you need to be able to explain to someone what each book is on that table is oh, about. Oh, no doubt, yeah. Well, you have to know it, as you just said, because um, well, I have it for uh, Clay'sway when they walk up, and you know, some people say ADHD, dyslexia, and I can roll right into you know, Katie and I have two children; they both have ADHD. Blah 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 blah. You know. And tell them the the basics of what the project's about. So yeah, you gotta have a pitch to spew out along with um, 
your books. I think it's hard to do somebody else's, except you you can't really give them the full spill, but you can give them a breakdown of this is the genre, this is what it's about, you know, here. And then, of course, the best thing is showing them, since this is a visual medium. And uh, see how that works. You know, maybe you make one sheets and, you know, that the, the you're all going to pass out and each studio has theirs at the top or something. Maybe it's like the first, the top half is that mm-hmm. book or that studio's book. And the, the, the bottom half is, is segmented up in the, the other three. I and mean, I could just keep using four as an arbitrary number, but um, just as an example. And uh, so, I mean, and, but you, but each, each group is is handing out something that has, and yeah, it's it's plugging their stuff, but it's also plugging the other right. things, and um, you know, uh, you know, people look at that stuff. I mean, may uh, be flooded with stuff at the convention, but maybe later in the when they have a chance to breathe, mm-hmm. um, then they have a chance to look and and you know, because we do that. Sometimes we reflect on the day and talk about stuff, and um, we all see something different. And maybe that's the point where they see the different thing and go, "Oh, wait a minute! Maybe I'll tomorrow I'll go and talk to you know these other person, uh, these other people, or whatever," because that's I liked it, but I missed right. it today because I've done that on second you know second days of shows. Okay, rambling no, again. Go ahead. Go. No, no. Done. Okay. Done. Is it worth the investment then? You've already brought in. You're bringing in other creators, and and I only think this really works if they're established somewhere, either self-publishing or online um, publishing. So they do have some type of reader base that you're they're bringing in, and you have to as a studio you have to be able to offer them something, either a readership, traffic. Uh, the ability to fill the print-on-demands and to get the digital issues out or something. It's got to be a give-and-take here and, and work it out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I totally forgot where I was going with that because I was sitting here fixing something that was broke on the sketch site. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, is it... Okay, I know where I'm going. Is it worth then putting together something like a... Uh, you know, I've been thinking about this with Skystorm. A, I want to call it a free comic book, who's who. And you guys know what I mean. Those are like introductory books to sort of show you what's going on, or a free story or something. The problem is, of course, is printing. But on the flip side, we have the digital delivery of those. So, like, if I was to create something that had a couple pages, some character bios, and boom, this is available in print and trade. Boom, 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 from each of the creators. Do you think it's worth putting something like that to sell the studio with and releasing it in digital? Do you think it's worth the time and effort? Well, yeah, definitely, because it gets your work out there. You know, it gets it gives people a taste. It gives people a look at at the arch and some indication of the story and especially if you're going to offer it to them in multiple or alternate forms right. uh you know some people may want to pick it up that mm-hmm. day 
or some people might rather just sign their name on a sheet and, um, you know, you'll say you'll send it to them. Right. Or maybe even, uh, you know, if you have the equipment there, you can pop it onto their phone right. or, or whatever right then and there. But, yeah, I think I think it's definitely worth the time because some people don't want to jump right into a story. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to jump right into uh, five ninety nine or however much first issue of a book. Um, they need to be sold a little on it first. Enticed. You know, enticed. There you go. Another big word. Which, uh, you know, we should talk about that because you used to give me crap about that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, you, you definitely need to be enticed, drawn into some to some books. I mean, you know, not not everybody's going to have a an immediate pull towards their book. Right. We can't all be Yuko Smith. <laughs> Yuko gets a direct pull from everybody. I think Yuko gets pretty much. I think when people see Yuko uh, at a show, they well, you know that's good news for me then, right? Well, because he's just got signed on to illustrate Camelot Forever for me. So yeah, I like like that you mentioned (laughs) that and didn't even know. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. He's got a style. He's got an unbelievable uh, sketch style. It's just oh my gosh. So he does have a draw. He's building yeah, he an online does. audience. And that's yeah. sort of what I was talking about, except instead of having Yuko bring in a property, uh, I want the benefit of having him draw one of my projects. And, yeah. uh, and of course, that's a different fold because then I have pay him as an illustrator and a freelance to do it. But there I'm looking at his fan base coming over and, and checking out what he's doing for us, you know? So I think, I think when yeah, you pick I mean, a creator nowadays, you got to think, what does that, what does that creator offer me on a project? You know, do they have right. a, I think, no, I was going to say, I think, you know, putting, putting up something, um, prominently on the table that says Camelot forever with art by Yuko mm-hmm. Smith is going to, you know, is going to be its own, almost its own magnet that will draw all people right to Well, hopefully, um, he had started some character designs last weekend, and uh, we're hoping to get a Kickstarter off here within the next month. So, we'll see. We'll talk about it more as it develops, but, yeah. Um. But, you know, you picking creators is sort of like picking other other groups of people to bring their projects in. There, do they have a built-in audience that they benefit and you benefit from? Because it, it amazes me, and, and the reason this gets brought up is, uh, like I said, we recently launched the uh, Skystorm shop. Um, Parts Unknown is on there. It's all in print. I have issues in the warehouse. I have digital issues out. Available for download at the shop. Um, Bo started promoting it last week. And I saw where people says, I'll grab them. Great. Where's that? Bo put the links. I run the shop. Nobody bought anything yet. 
So are they BSing? Just because they're chatting with a creator? Are they... What? Because, you know... What else do you have to offer them to get them to finally push that button and say, buy? I want to support you. Buy. Get this. Um, now, realizing most of the parts unknown stuff has been out for years and years, that's why we're moving right on with the, the next, a, a new book, a, a final issue to wrap up the storyline that's been hanging. And we're going to be getting that out here real soon. I'm interested to see how that sells compared to having all the other stuff back in print. Some of this hasn't been in print in a long time. It's, it's still beautiful work, which makes me believe there's a huge amount of the comic industry out there that don't have a clue what this is. How do you reach them? I think hmm. in this particular case, both. Exactly. I, I think it's on the creator's end. And, and here, you know, Skystorm's basically offering him the ability of fulfillment. Um, I run the website. And make, I'm going to be getting the digitals out everywhere. My next thing is uh, drive through my digital and an Amazon. Um, but upon that, how do you drive public to make them push the button? Do you entice them with exclusives? No, not, no go ahead. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking. I got guys. There's I got an unbelievable amount of work sitting here from from Brad Gorby from creators. I can make limited edition prints, you know, with our, my printing litho capabilities at the shop. Do you offer them a limited edition? We're going to do 25 of this print, and it's free if you order something from Parson Own right now. Do you think that will make an order? If it's promoted. Okay. If, if Bo gets out there and, and uses his legendary mm -hmm. mouth to roar at people and tell them to come, you know. It sounds so dirty. I know it does. <laughs> I, I was, and he, he means it out. well. And he we know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but he does He does have a legendary uh, mm -hmm. voice, you know, uh, that's, that and a de definite legendary style of writing, I guess, or speaking. In print or yeah, have he's, on a he's the uh, man's promotion. man of yeah he's he yeah he's yeah, a mouthpiece so, so yeah he needs see that sounds dirty uh, but he, yeah he needs uh, he needs to get out there and promote promote it you know uh, entice cajole threaten right. <laughs> whatever you wanna whatever you wanna call it all the uh, all the people that follow him religiously right. um. To pick up the book, or the books, books. plural. Right. Okay. Because yeah, without him. Um, oh, it's you know, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, without him, it's uh, you know, I mean, you're you're not bad at promoting yourself, but you, you know, you probably don't have anywhere near the amount of reach. That and he would something have. I've I've found out over the years is. That the fan base doesn't want to hear from the publisher on the creator own book. They want to hear from the creator. And that's why I think right. Image themselves, they give a solid foundation as far as it's going to be print quality. 
not always quality on the inside, but print quality, and it will be distributed. Now, it's up to the creator to promote it, build a readership, and like you said, be the mouthpiece of it, and, and just talk, 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 talk. Um, Image can't do that for you. Now, I don't think, as I found out over the years, I can't promote parts unknown like Bo can promote. I can't promote right. Ursula like Bill can promote Ursula. I can't because it's not my thing, you know. So it is up to the creator. Even if you do a joint studio where you're bringing in other creators and other projects to build it one thing, it's still up to those individual creative teams to promote their project. You just benefit by having everybody going to one spot, and hopefully you get crossover traffic and readerships and stuff like that from it. Well, I think one of the things with Image, too, is... I doubt the average person could tell you who's in charge of image these days. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, I mean, we know because, because, you know, it's, it's part of Mm -hmm. our, you know, it's part of our lives, part of our business to know, but you know, the average person couldn't tell you who the heck is the actual publisher. I I don't think they ever could. Who's in charge. I think you would hear some yeah. people say, well, it's Tard McFarlane, or some people would say, well, it was, it's Rob Liefeld, or it's somebody else. And yeah, I don't think anybody can really tell you who runs. And I, I don't think anybody really understands what Image is. The Image is nothing but right. a publishing house. And that Todd has his own studio, and Mark has Top Cow, and, and Eric has Savage Dragon, and Jim has... Um, I apologize, Jim. Um... What's his studio, Bill? Homage. No, I don't think it's called Homage anymore, is it? Uh, it was Wild. No, 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 that's Jim Lee. Um, Jim Valentino. Oh, oh you mean Valentino. Shadow Line. Um, Shadow Line. Yeah, that one. Um, and, and he brings in some indie creators. So, mm-hmm. I don't think people understand that, that Image itself is nothing but a publishing house. I mean, I've published that Image. I've had books and I've ran them through there for, for other creators and I've done all the productions and worked with them and stuff. And, uh, but they're strictly a publishing house who gets a cut, whether whatever you make or not, they get the first cut and then whatever's left after all the bills are paid, that's what you get. And, um, yeah, 90, I would say 90% of the creators or their fan base out there don't realize that. It is still up to the creator's voice to get it out there. And I think that benefits oh, them, yeah. actually. As they get exactly what I'm talking about, whether it would benefit us or not. They get multiple creators out there talking up their projects, and oh, by the way, it's that image. Right. Yeah, you know, where, you know, for us it would be all, oh, by the way, it's that Sky Store. So, yeah, it's, it's, and that's where the whole conversation come up. Does that truly benefit you? And and I think Bill sort of hit something early on in this conversation is that if you bring in another creators, you've got to be careful not to bring in more work on yourself. That they're bringing yeah, packages in that are complete or can complete themselves. Unless that's all you do. Because believe me, I just got them repackaging parts. It takes time. So. Yes. 
Alright guys, I don't know if we got anywhere or not. Maybe we got some people thinking. Yeah. Associate with other people. Yeah. Create comics. Make friends. Take over the world. Take over the world. Um Get some sleep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you sound like Weird Al Yankovic there from Hal Tired Um let's see. Before we go on to the what's been on comic related and what's been on sketch i've got to we got a new little thing is we actually have some convention sponsors now and uh their logo is on sketchmagazine.net and their logos will also be on bluelinepro.com and, and skystorm later on um but i feel like we need to announce them on on the podcast because that's part of their benefits and what they do is they work with us on of course attending these cons so um i'll go ahead and get my spill on that and then we can move on to what's been online. Um, Motor City Con is online with us again this year for 2013. It's May 17th, 18th, 19th. I've done that show for 20 years. Love that show. Mike and those guys up there put together a great show. They're really focusing on comics again, so I'm pumped. And uh, Tricon is April 6th, 2013. Uh, that's in where Bo lives. Uh, did their first show last year. We had a blast. They've got a great place to have it. And uh, I think it's going to really grow now that they bumped it up into April. So the students are still in Marshall. That's right on the edge of campus in Marshall. So I'm really excited about it next year. And uh, Blue Line and Sketch is actually sponsors of that show. And we all know about Derby City Comic Con, June 29th, 2013. Yep. We will all be there. uh, We'll all be there. This will be our third year. Third year, so uh, to us, it's a local show, real local for two of us. Uh, it's real I'm actually the me. farthest away from that show, so uh, looking forward to the, what they're doing there. Uh, I think Blue Line and Sketch and Skystorm will all play a major, more of a part in that show. So, got more to announce. Um, looking forward to new Cincy show here in town and the Cincy Comic Con. So, we'll uh, they're not official yet until things worked out, but that's the convention sponsors for our podcast so john do you want to spill what's Sir. recently been on uh comic related yes i will um i'll spill the last okay. week and um if anybody's interested in more by all means go check out the archives um the most recent one was a full penciling tutorial uh about two and a half hours long uh, this this gentleman goes all the way from thumbnails all the way to an extremely detailed pencil page of a comic. Uh, it's extremely impressive. Um, if you have the time, definitely go check it out. Uh, shorter video, but a really good one on creating line weights. Um, they are, of course, using digital inking in this particular um, particular tutorial, but it's a really good thing on line weights in your inking which uh, you know if any inker can tell you is one of the most important things um at, before that or after that um is a standard inking tutorial by douglas uh not going to try your last name there douglas but uh he's with arsenic lullaby i've, I've spoken to the man um really good guy did a podcast with him and uh He's giving a tutorial on standard inks. Um, and after that, um, I found a video 
surprisingly enough, done by the Wall Street what? Journal. Yeah. Um, and they are profiling Sean Chen, who uh, is one of the big names at Marvel these days. So definitely go check that out. A little odd that they would do such a thing, but hmm. they did. Um, the one after that's finished or finishing comic line art. Uh, very important if you uh, choose to go immediately to digital after your blue line drawings. So definitely check that out. Um, one that I notice ran not only here, but also on the sketch magazine site was staff sergeant, (laughs) staff sergeant and comic artist, Eric Henson is profiled. Um, he's a staff sergeant, Iraqi veteran. Um, and it's this video where he's talking not only about his work, but, about his life, his family, his time as a soldier, and all that other stuff. Uh, so definitely check that out. It's uh, it's very cool, very touching. Um, and uh, people who are into the perhapenots will recognize the characters from the still image on the website of the video. Um, then uh, another profile with a horror painter and comic artist named Menton 3 um, who was a self-taught, self-taught painter bleh, losing my English today and um, he's also done work on the comic ZVR hmm. uh, independent comic so definitely check that out um, then one of my favorites uh, Jim Mayfood or uh, as he sometimes goes by Food 3 I think that's his uh, skater name or whatever. But um, talking about his rather unique style. So anyone who's uh, a fan, or even if you've never heard of the man, definitely go check out the video. Very cool. Um, after that, um, after that, we have uh, yet another coloring tutorial. Uh, this time hair coloring and a student sketchbook run-through. Um as I've said many times, both on here and in the blog, that I am a big believer in looking at other people's work and getting inspiration from that. And um, I believe that might catch John, us up. Yep, that catches us up. How for the long week. have yes, you sir. been doing those now? Oh God, a couple years, right? Uh, at least yeah, a couple so, of years. So you know, yeah. if if you haven't visit Comic Related, click on the sketch button. And just you go to the bottom and it says next and backs you and backs you up. It is huge amount of links to videos, resources. It's just amazing what information is there. So check it out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and Bill at the sketchmagazine.net site. We seem to uh-huh. be looking a little bit more spiffy over there. And yeah, it's pretty now. It's getting pretty. Yeah, it's getting pretty. More posts, and you know, we we're sort of backing John up with some post on some videos, as John said. We sort of repeated this week, but it's going to happen. And or he's whichever. Let's just, it, you know, it either one there. doesn't matter, as long as we get the devil. Okay. You say and uh, 
there's some cheap advertising on there. There's there's sponsorships on there. Um, and, of course, that's where these podcasts are being posted. But as the magazine hits, we will be getting more original content online and dragging out some content, some from previous issues to put on there, too. So you want to catch us up on what's been up for the past week on it? Sure. Okay. Today um, and probably tomorrow, maybe this whole week, I'll do something on lettering. There's several um, things about lettering because I've seen – a few people mentioned the idea, uh, you know, about maybe lettering is there is something they need to work on. So I'll give them a good uh, dose of it. Uh, that was today, and like I said, it'll be probably up this whole week. It'll be lettering. It'll be a theme. theme. <clears throat> and uh, let's see. Last week was a fan- the title was Fantastic Pencil Illustration, but it was a uh, it just goes through a um, artist J.D. Hilberry, um, or <clears throat> it was he, he was his was the original, and then um, a guy named Adam Johnston redrew it basically. But it, you could see the process that he. It's kind of incredible it. too. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool, um, and then some of the stuff that you know it, you learn from it, but it's also entertaining. It's it's cool to see, and it's cool to see what other people do. Um, uh, step on Sedgic, I guess. Uh, he ran a little uh, link to uh, think about extracting line art from the background um, I, in Photoshop, and he he's constantly running cool stuff, and uh, he's good for different kinds of links. Uh, Don Simpson ran a link to a PDF that he did about uh, figure drawing basics the other day, so I reprinted it, asked him if he's okay with it, and he said. Yeah, so um, so that's been about the last week. Uh, he Don did Megaton Man, and we see each other at shows, and um, so for me that's like going back kind of old school. But that's a big, it's a basic thing about drawing, and I think that's a, a cool one to check out just for uh, you know basic drawing skills, you know. Because there are people who still need it. Surprise, surprise. But yeah, that's and true. even it doesn't hurt to see how somebody else does something. Another perspective right. on how to illustrate or lay out a body, a twist, a perspective, a head, a torso, a hand. You know, it can't hurt. That's right. So we're that's always right. learning. If you're not learning, then something's wrong. I always say. Then give when you're up. Watching too much exactly. TV. Quit. Yeah. But um. Cool. Okay. Uh, Comic Mentor, you said that you've been doing daily posts. We're going to hold you to keep doing those. So we do we do enjoy yeah. those. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the heavy promotion on Facebook yes. as well. Yes. Um, and I, I did this thing about uh, the newsletter. So now you can go to the Comics Mentor site. You can also now go to Artiste and do the, you know that one. Uh, but you get a you can get a, a newsletter with the latest topics, um, and then go click on the link if you want to. But uh, again, it's all the stuff, a lot of things that I need to hear that day. Or sometimes, like the other day, Darren Mueller um, from Ringtail Cafe ran a piece uh, advice that he was giving yeah. someone, and I re I re posted right. it. 
so and, it's, and things that you know it's it's a, I need to hear it sometimes and it wasn't to me but I'm just saying it wasn't uh. me <laughs> but uh, I think you can take something away from that or you may yourself know other people who need to hear that so it's like hey, here's a link to something that maybe you need to check out um, but uh, just different things that I again that I need to do I'm doing reviews again or talking about doing reviews uh, a couple of people have asked me so um, going back into that and uh, so if you got a book or comic or whatever send it to me just contact me and you know and you know, we'll do something we'll run it on <coughs> everywhere you know how I am I post, post everywhere. everywhere he's everywhere so, yeah. cool yes I am cool 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 I am. um as I said earlier, Sketch 41 is at print. Yes. I don't know if I said it on podcast or before we jumped on here, but it is at print. 42 begins next month. It'll be out. Thank you for those who went to stores and requested it. Thank you for those who have subs and been waiting. It is coming. Um, we've got an okay from DC Comics that we will be doing a profile on Jim Lee and his artwork for 43. They sent me that beautiful... Uh, Superman pose that he did when they announced that he's going to be doing something on Superman next. So that's going to be our cover. So um, I should have that posted up at Sketch Site here in a week or so um, for those who want to check it out. And, uh, you know, definitely, you know, we appreciate your support at Comic Related. When you hit Sketch, John works real hard on that. And we appreciate you when you come over to SketchMagazine.net and get all... We just... Guys, we want to share. We want to teach. We want to... The more we all work together in this industry, the more fun it is, the more it grows. And that's been the three, I believe, you know, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I know these other two guys pretty well from years of working with them. And, and we, we, we know that this industry will grow, as, as Bill says, you know, we rise together. Ah, you totally you jack-chucks thing. I know you yeah. did. But you know what I mean. We we want to see everything grow and continue, and and the market seems to be expanding now. I mean, ten years ago we wouldn't have seen westerns. We're seeing the major publishers publish westerns, and you know, we're seeing books like uh, Rene Delise and uh, Ray Dillon's Kickstarter Peter Pan project. Their own projects just now broke forty thousand dollars on Kickstarter. They're very close to the forty-eight thousand. We wouldn't have seen that 10 years ago. We wouldn't have seen it five years ago. So it's an exciting time to be in this this market, this sequential market right now. So get out there, create. You have a way to get them out there through digital. You don't have to go to print anymore. So, you know, get out there, get pumped up, draw, write, or whatever it is you do. Um, you know, there's a community on the back end of Sketch. I know a lot of people aren't using it because you got Facebook and you got everything else, but it's there. If you want to share ideas and you know, check out the forums, um, and, and Comic Related has its forums there. So there's areas for you to go that are safe. You're not going to get slammed on and, and have fun and create. So that's my pitch, guys. Oh, one more thing. This is a test. Mm-hmm. I have... I didn't study. Well, you've been involved in it. I have. I this is a sales test. We're going to uh, see how marketing works, and we'll report back. John, you don't even know about this. Well, you might have if you followed our Facebook or Facebook post. You might know about this. <laughs> I put my two Blood yeah. and Roses trades on Amazon for five bucks. 
I can tell you right now, I'm losing money. But I found a case of the old ones, and I've got a couple cases of new ones. I said, look, let's see if I can sell this $20 book for 5 bucks." Bo, Bill and I started promoting it a week and a half ago. Hit it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Right now, promoting it on Facebook, talking it up. We have sold zero. So this is this. I'm going to plug it here on the podcast. This podcast will go live next week. I'm going to leave them on Amazon all this year, rest of this year, rest to the end of December. So you still got time to either pass it on or check it out. And you know, buying through Amazon, you're going to get it because they're sitting there. So I want to see if marketing works or not. And if it don't work, then what does? And that's what this is about: putting together things that help you succeed. So and yeah, it's five dollars. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. Stocking stuff. I lose money on it, but I want to see if there's real marketing value in this social media. And buy some for there your neighbors. You go. Buy it for the birdcage. I don't <sighs> care. No, it's not the sales that I want. The honest truth is, I we're experimenting with this social media market to see if any guys like us can succeed at it or not. That's it. Or, you know, check out SkystormStudio.com. The site's up. I think it looks good. John, by the way, I like for you to get over there and critique it a little bit. Uh, the shop cool. just went live last week. I'm sure there's a thousand things that we can add to it. But right now, to me, I feel like it's real clean. Let me know. Get over there. Drop me a message. See what you think. Steal from it. Borrow from it. It's all WordPress. There's nothing I bought and paid money for to build this site. I got free plugins, free downloads. It's there. I'm just paying housing. Well, Blue Line's paying housing. Um, so, there again, we built something for you to go check out and borrow from. You know what I mean, borrow. Um, plagiarize. I don't care if it benefits you. So, you know, do your best, create, have fun. By the way, when you get a chance, support bluelinepro.com because the only reason we get to do a lot of this is because they pick up the tab. All right, guys, that wasn't my last pitch. Actually, no, to add to your yes, last pitch, uh, I was just over mm-hmm. Blue Line a moment ago, and there's abs- there's an absolutely insane number of art books that have been majorly 50%. marked down. 50% yes. or more. I'm, lo- I'm looking at a book right on top that was $23, now it's yes. 5 You know, talking about Christmas yep. gifts. Um if you have an artist in the family, you cannot do much better than to go there and get those. It's just treat uh, yourself. It, you deserve it. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I see, I see several books that I well, want on there. So Blue Line, you know. because I'm co-owner, has a lot of values that I have, and that's we want to give to the comic industry. So anytime we can give, we will. I mean, if anybody hit us during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you were getting almost up to 50% off on any purchase. I promoted the heck out of that. Orders were okay. And I'm just being honest. I understand there's local stores that you support art-wise and everything, but Blue Line picks up a ton of the tab for all this. And I'm lucky that I have Mike, my brother, there running the business. So, um... Anytime I can give back, we got tons of those art books. 
Um, I, we decided to blow them out 50%. I'm trying to get all kinds of new deals in for you. You know, check it out at least. So, all right, John. I'm, t- I'm tired. I'm How can they get a hold of <laughs> you, buddy? <laughs> he is grumpy. grumpy. He's uh, gonna go eat something. Um, yep, definitely. Uh, the easiest nothing. way to get me is John at comicrelated.com. Awesome. Bill. Uh, comicsmentor at gmail.com and you can get a hold of me at bob h at bluelinepro.com so listen i know we rambled a little bit uh it's been a little while since we've all been back together um it's always good to get with these guys we're going to be on a regular basis now again uh with sketch hitting we sort of held things back a little bit the magazine should hit in a couple weeks we want to keep content john has only been one out there who truly kept content coming day in day out Week in, week out, month in, month out. And we appreciate you, John, for doing that. I couldn't but, let our uh, baby die. We are going to, three of us, to get <laughs> this thing rolling. That's so oh, sweet. Bill. Go take a nap or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's all mushy he now. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye. <laughs>